0: Hey, thanks for listening to the Reclaim Media weekly podcast. To stay up to date on all of our blogs, our podcasts, and our YouTube videos, you can subscribe on our website, reclaim.media. Now, please enjoy the message. Today, I want to talk to you about walking in your purpose. Now, every one of us has an earthly purpose or an earthly identity or an earthly position, right? Some of us are mothers and fathers and husbands and wives and sons, and daughters and friends, and we all have this identity that people can look at us and say, well, that, well, that's what you do. That's who you are. Maybe you're a business owner or a manager, whatever that looks like. We all have these positions in life, but but could it be that there's something deeper that God has called us to? Now, we appreciate the positions that God has given us. And we appreciate the jobs we have, especially being a father and, and a husband. I, I love that responsibility that God has given me. But I know that there's there's a deeper calling on my life and I know that there's a deeper calling on your life. Could it be that God has called us beyond our earthly position into something more divine, something that can actually change the world and something that would that would make a difference in eternity? In the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 3 through 7, Paul's writing to Timothy and he says this. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience As my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance a genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So here Paul is reminding Timothy of the gift that God has given him. And he's challenging him to stir up this gift, to not waste it, to not let let it sit dormant, but to, to live it out, to stir it up. And today I challenge you and remind you of the same thing that God has called you, God has gifted you. Today stir up that gift, because no matter what it looks like, no matter what the specifics may be, all of us are called to do the same thing, to live a life that glorifies Jesus. And as we live that life, as we walk out our purpose, we glorify God, and we point people to Jesus so that many can be saved, and we live a life that pleases God. So how do we live this life out? What should we look for in our own lives to make sure that we're walking in purpose? Well, the first thing I would say is this, is make sure that you have the right friends. Now, Paul is a great friend to Timothy. He calls him his brother. He's like a father figure to Timothy. He's a mentor. He's a teacher in Timothy's life. And he obviously cares deeply about Timothy. He was fearing for Timothy. He was maybe worried about Timothy's spiritual well-being. And he's, he's encouraging him. And in the midst of all that's going on in the culture around Timothy, he's saying, don't worry about all that, but stir up the gift that God has given. He's, he's, he's caring for him. He's showing love. He's not just saying what Timothy wants to hear, but he's saying what Timothy needs to hear. He's not just encouraging him, but he's also challenging him to stir up this gift that, in the, that is in his life. Now, what does it mean to stir it up? It means that we actually have to put to use the gift that God has given us. So sometimes when, when we realize that we're called, we kind of sit around and wait for God to make us do something, for God to, you know, pick us up and move us out of our house. God, if you're calling me to do something, you're going you're to basically force me to do it. I'm not going to move until you make me move. And I get the idea of that mindset, but that's not what Paul is teaching Timothy. Paul is teaching Timothy that you have a gift, and it is your responsibility to stir it up. In 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 5 through 8, it says, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to so brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the scripture is encouraging us to add to our to our faith, to to work out our gift, as Paul's doing the same thing for Timothy. Now I would encourage you today. Find a friend like Paul, someone who will help you through adversity, someone who will walk you through those seasons where you feel like, man, I'm not really gifted, I don't think God has really called me. Maybe you've gone through a season where you've forgotten about your gifting, you've forgotten about that divine call. You need a friend who who will remind you. In Proverbs 17, verse 17, it says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So right now in this scripture, Paul is being that friend to Timothy. He's pushing him through the tough times. He's reminding him of his calling. And he's not going to let him sit there and waste it. But he challenges him to put in the work, to stir up the gift. He's not just going to allow Timothy to not do anything. He's challenging him. He's encouraging him. In Proverbs 27, verse 5, says, Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Sometimes in our friendships, we don't want to offend our friends, and so we don't tell them anything, we don't challenge them, we just say, oh, you feel like giving up, okay, well, let me just, you know, let me help you give up, or let me, I guess, be there for you, and without any real challenge or encouragement to say, no, don't give up, keep going. Sometimes your friends need to be rebuked, and sometimes you need to be rebuked by your friends because of how you're handling the gift that God has given you. Paul is a good friend to Timothy. I would encourage you, as you're walking in your God-given purpose, that you find a friend like Paul, You, you be a friend like Paul, that you encourage one another, that you don't allow your friends to quit, that you get around people that won't allow you to quit. So as we're walking in our purpose, we have to have the right friends. But at the same time, we have to realize this thing about our calling, that our calling is in fact ours that God has placed it in our lives, and if we want to live out that calling that is placed over us, then we have to realize that there is a cost to that call. In Luke chapter 14, verse 28, it says, For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? See, as we live out our God-given purpose, it's not always going to be easy. You're going to face many challenges. You're going to face many, many seasons of difficulties, of chaotic moments. It's, it's going to happen. Not everybody's going to agree with your calling. Not everybody's going to celebrate your calling. It's not going to be easy. And and that's why I believe Timothy is now encouraged by, by Paul, because Timothy is, is facing this these challenges within his calling. And Paul is there to encourage him. He's there to tell him, don't be afraid. Again, we're going to read that in 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So Timothy's needing this encouragement from Paul. But what does he mean when Paul is saying, God has not given us a spirit of fear? We have to understand the meaning of this and why it's so important in the context of the scripture. This word fear could be translated to timidity or, or basically meaning this cowardly, shameful fear caused by, by a weak and selfish character. So think about what's happening right here. Paul is, is, maybe he's not accusing Timothy of this. Maybe he's not saying, Timothy, you're a man of fear. But what he is saying is that, that this is not who you're supposed to be. This is not what God has given us. God has not given us timidity. God has not given us the spirit of fear that we would say, no, I don't want to respond because of selfish reasons. Most of us will not respond to our call, not because we're afraid of necessarily what what would happen to us, but more so what people would think about us. Most of us don't want to respond to our call because we have this selfish uh, timidity, this fear, this weakness. Really what I would call it is self-preservation that I don't want to do what God has called me to do because I know that people are going to come against me, because I know that not everybody is going to accept me, so I'd rather not do it so that I can still be accepted. Paul is saying, no, that's not what God has given us. We would say that, you know, I'm not going to do these certain things out of wisdom, but really it's not wisdom that you're operating in. Sometimes it's fear, it's this timidity, this shameful, selfish weakness where I don't want to do anything because I don't want to be hurt myself, By others around me and Paul is encouraging Timothy and I'm encouraging you today don't live in a spirit of fear because that's not from God live out your calling with confidence and boldness in the power of God as he works through you. So let's look in in the scripture. And let's think about the time that Timothy's living in. What exactly does he have to fear? Why is Paul addressing this fear that he has? Why is he he challenging Timothy in this way? Why is he telling Timothy, hey, don't operate in the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So there was no doubt that Timothy had things to fear. So let's look at what's happening in Timothy's time. There is escalating persecution under Nero. There's, there's the Ephesian church that he's been called to lead that may be beginning to resent his leadership. There's, there's things he has to address as a leader of this church. And among all that within this church, there's false teachers with, with really, really profound and convincing systems of deception. So there's a lot of things that, that is coming against Timothy as he's responding to this call. And so Paul is, is reminding him that God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but one of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. So when he talks about power, we remember that we have the power to overcome anything that would come against us. He's reminding Timothy that there may be persecution in, in your culture. There may be persecution in your life. There may be all these things that, are, that, are, that seem that they're in the way of you trying to live out your God-given destiny. But remember, Timothy, you don't have a spirit of fear, but you have power from the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down... Stronghold, So Timothy, you don't need to be afraid of the culture because you have power from God. And I would encourage you today, you don't need to be afraid of what can happen around you or even what could happen to you because you don't have the spirit of fear, but you have power from God. And then he encourages Timothy and says, you have love. So you have power and you have love. What is this love that he's talking about? It's a love that is so in love with God that it's fixed on pleasing Him over anybody else, and then it's fixed on serving others. So loving God and loving people, we talk about that a lot. And and it's this encouragement to say, you know what, no matter who says what, against you no matter how many people you offend now we don't live to offend people we're not doing that on purpose but sometimes when we're living a life that is radically obedient to the lord you will offend others people are not going to always like what you have to say but he says don't worry about that because we have love a love that is fixed on pleasing god in first thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4. It says, but as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. And then he says, Timothy, you have power, you have love, and you have a sound mind. It's disciplined. It's focused. It's, it's a mind that prioritizes the right thing. So no matter what kind of different belief system would try to infiltrate the church, you have a sound mind as you're living out your God-given destiny, don't fall for earthly deceptions. Don't just hear out every earthly belief and, and, and claim it as true. Study the scriptures, understand what you believe in, so that as you walk out your purpose, nothing can stop you, nothing can cause you to lose your focus, nothing can cause you to get the priorities mixed up in your mind and your heart because you have a sound mind. You are called by God, so today I encourage you, stir up that gift. Don't let it go dormant. Don't let it go to waste. But stir it up. Work it out. Live a life of faith because God has not given you a spirit of fear. There's nothing to fear when you're walking in obedience to the Lord. But you have power, love, and a sound mind. I hope this message encouraged you this week. I hope that you go and you live out this God-given destiny, this purpose that God has placed on your life. I want to ask you before we end this video, if you would like to become a monthly supporter of Reclaim Media, we work hard to get this content out every week. My heart is to equip the, the believers, the church, and to encourage and challenge them to continue to walk in their God-given destiny. So you can sign up as a monthly supporter on our website, reclaim.media. If you can't become a monthly supporter, I'd, I'd encourage you and ask you to give, to give a one-time donation. And if maybe you're saying, man, I really love what you're doing, but I can't support financially, then I'd ask you to like and share this video, send it to somebody who needs to hear it. But again, thank you for listening this week. I hope it encouraged you and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the message. If you'd like to help us to continue to create content like this, you can sign up as a supporter on our website, reclaim.media slash donate. Thank you.